Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Twisted Trio podcast. I am your host, Brennan, call me Nighthawk Weber, here with... Richard Camping Dragon Medina. And what is going on, Ricky? Oh, whoa. I, you know, I wasn't expecting you to ask me that question. A whole lot is going on. None of it, none of which has to do with League of Legends. I've been playing very little of that game, but... I have been staying up to date on, uh, you know, things coming out and everything, uh, checking out what's been going through on the PBE, things that have been going on in esports a little bit, just a little bit, and uh, yeah. How about yourself? How's that gold climb? Dude, it is, uh, it's fucking hard. <laughs> uh, so I posted a, uh, a video earlier of, uh, I'll show it to you. I got I got pinged on it by uh, Plays.tv. Right, yeah, did you? Did. Yeah. All right. So basically, uh, I went Ash AD Carry to play the new skin. Obviously, I had mm-hmm. a Malzahar support, uh, which was really fucking bad because all he did was spawn minions and gave free gold to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was mid lane helping my mid laner farm, and then I was going back to bottom. He gets in a um, he gets in a fight with the fucking Lucian. He dots him, he cues him, he drops his, his minions, and then he walks away from him. So I ping him, and I ping him, like, yo, I'm coming. I ulti him, and I start fighting him with literally Malzahar is in my screen. Like, he is not outside of my screen, and he's by the tower. And I basically die to Lucian 1v1. And Malzahar's just, just farming away. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, it's it so tilting. So, uh, is Malzahar support making a resurgence? No, the guy's fucking troll. Gotcha. Okay. They did. And they, they made it for a reason. Like literally all of his, uh, his minions die with one hit now. So. Yeah, I, I, I know (laughs) it's, uh, I, I wasn't thinking that Malzahar support was, had made it back to it being good. So you telling me that. Just kind of affirm that situation. Yeah, it was it was troll. So, uh, yeah. but besides that, um, I'm actually sitting. Let me look real quick. I'm sitting at the lofty heights or the lofty lows, I guess you'd say it. Uh, Silver one twenty seven LP. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't won enough. Haven't lost enough. So, still in the silvers. Um, I am in uh, bronze one though. Uh, with only 21 wins, I went from bronze four to bronze one and 21 wins. That's not terrible. That's good. And flex five. So that's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Cannot wait to get out of that fucking Nilo and that. I hate flex fives. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Um, Holy crap. When did I get a victory on Onslaught? <laughs> a long time ago. Oh, cool. Man. So uh, why don't you let everyone know what we are talking about today? All right, so tonight we are going to be talking about uh, this coming Wednesday, a patch is going to go out in which has, I think, three major reworks on it. Um, one for Azir, one for Zen Zhao, and then there is... Oh no, I guess there's four reworks on it. So there's one for Azir, one for Zen Zhao. Uh, and one for Jana, and then there's one that's a little bit lower key for Vayne going through. It's not a, it's not exactly a rework. It's just kind of a, 
helping her out, which I'm not sure why she needs that, but you know, helping who? Um, Vane. Um, I don't. Um, if it's the same thing I'm thinking about, if it's you... not helping. It's nerfing. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, okay, so there there is some nerfing going on there. But she does get a tweak to her ultimate, which could possibly be game-breaking. Uh, no, I don't think it's game-breaking. You I don't think, think it's pretty, so? I think it's pretty cool, but I don't think it's game-breaking. Well, because, anyway... Uh, all right, go. I'll, I'll let you talk about it, then I'll, I'll say my two cents. Well, well, let's let's not get into Vayne right now. Let's actually start off... Uh, but... Before we even talk about those, I want... The, so there's breaking news on the League of Legends Horizon. Evelyn has a teaser video out right now showing all of her abilities coming in the near future. I wanted to get your reaction on this. So <gasps> what, what you, That was your reaction? <laughs> That's it? Ah! You play this game? No. Um, what were your thoughts on the... On the uh, on what you saw in the uh, Evelyn teaser trailer. So, uh, with the teaser, uh, first of all, Evelyn's uh, model is completely nude. I like I like the fact that they're keeping with that um, and not going, you know, because there's a lot of people who, I don't want to say who, but a lot of people that don't like the fact that there's so much sexuality in these games, but... Whatever. Uh, I think it's true to the character. I think it's really nice to see her with... Um, I believe they're, people are calling them tentacles. I don't really know what they are. Um, but it looks like her hate spike might be on like a double proc passive. Or to where you can use it like twice. Kind of like uh, Valkaz's W, the Void Rift. I think that looks pretty cool. Um, obviously, cool. it's it's a bunch of like... We think we know what it looks like, what each ability is, but we don't know. It looks like her W might be um, an invisibility, kind of like how it was when she was originally invisible. More like a Twitch is now, where you make yourself invisible. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, The one thing I'm super curious about, and I know you'll talk about it, is the one that we were talking about was we see a clip of her flashing over... And then she has like this orb behind her. And when she gets the kill, she somehow ports back to that orb. Not necessarily like a LeBlanc because she didn't use an ability to jump over because she used her flash. But more like an Echo ulti without doing damage, it looks like. Um, looks pretty good. Um, we'll see how her numbers are, though. So what do you what do you think? So I think she looks awesome um she looks her her kind of styling cues remind me of a character out of batman beyond a villain out of batman beyond um she also kind of reminds me of venom from spider-man with the way her her kit looks she has a transformation now which looks pretty cool where she grows horns and she becomes completely black uh I think they did a really good job with the styling cues as far as giving, like changing some of her coloring pattern to where her abilities aren't all just black. They're actually black with hot pink. And then her, I, 
I'm still, I, I still feel like I am missing a page of the book as far as uh, her abilities go because you see a lot of things happen in the video, and I've watched it probably three or four times now. And there, there's an ability she has where she slashes out her tentacles in front of her, which I think could be her ultimate, but because it's used so uh, liberally throughout the video to to take out enemies, I actually think it might be just a uh, regular ability. Um, and then also I do like I do like that they did keep to the theme of her being mostly naked. Now she's not one hundred percent nude. Right. Brennan's bait Brennan is baiting everyone there. She is not one hundred percent nude. Hey, she hey, is- hey, 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 okay. <laughs> Let me get this straight Everyone's here. Gonna be looking for Evelyn porn tonight, and they're gonna be very disappointed, Brennan. Let me get this straight. I <laughs> grow uh, growing up, me with my background in 3D modeling and animation, literally she is a nude character and <laughs> she has a texture map where clothing should be she literally doesn't have clothing she is the nude figure with technically pasties yes that's yes. why she i has, say it she essentially has tassels is what she has <laughs> she has tassels we're gonna call them tassels. Tenna- we're tentacles that's fine she, she has she has nip slips uh all like whatever but no, yeah, she looks really cool but she literally and, like her her tag i believe is the widowmaker like that is what yeah, I mean, she's Well, we don't know if that's going to remain her tag. Oh, that's true. I want to believe it will. I want to believe it will remain her tag, but we don't know if it will remain her tag. She looks like a shadow assassin right now. And she looks she looks freaking dope, if she, I'm honest. She kind of... Um, <laughs> so, like, if you... Not necessarily like a succubus, but it, it almost reminds me of a succubus. The style it of, absolutely like, reminds me of a succubus. <laughs> right but i mean like a succubus to me what i've seen in the past or anyway like it reminds me of like people like these very attractive female characters that lure people mostly males into their depths and then they like drain their force away from them where she is more of a like like um she's gonna murder you uh um, yeah but she's not gonna drain anything from you she just wants to kill you so uh, looks good though. So, I, I really like it. We'll, we'll we'll see how it looks in game. That's let me yeah think. for sure. And then another thing I want to point out: if you look at her splash art, um, that they have up, she is about to kill some dude on the floor. Uh, he's like writhing in pain, and she has one of her her hate spikes on her back, which is what I'm going to call it, like jabbing into his shoulder blade, and. You can see that it's causing some kind of a uh, corruption to him as it's stabbing into him. The spike itself looks like it's made out of crystal, which I find interesting. It kind of reminds me of Tarek's crystals. Her color scheme in general, especially with her, her tentacles coming out, reminds me of the void. And then behind her in the image, you see someone in a crown... Bursting in through the door in the background, it looks like there's some kind of a queen. And behind them are armed guards. Now, the queen has white hair, which immediately reminds you of who? Uh, white hair? White hair. 
Um, don't I think Anne that, is a queen? That is a queen, Cassandra. No, I was actually thinking more that that you are right. That does sound similar to Lysandra. I was actually thinking Ash. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. And so, if the queen is like yelling out, then I'm thinking like, okay, well, then we have a husband over here, and the husband also has a crown that's on the floor in the background. I'm thinking that's supposed to be uh, Trindamir. If you go by the lore of the skins, right? Because Ash has her her uh, royal skin, and then Trindamir has his king skin. Mm-hmm. Those skins are supposed to be paired together because they're supposed to be like the king and queen of the Freljord. Right. And so when I see this image, that's kind of what I what I see. I might be seeing. I might. You might think I'm crazy, but that's kind of one of the things I picked up on in this image. So I thought that was pretty cool that they threw those in there. Um. Do you have anything else to say about uh, about this this little teaser we got? No, just can't wait to see what no. it looks like when it comes out. Nor can I, sir. Um, so yeah, now let's move on to the reworks that we will be seeing as of this Wednesday. Um, though these are still up on the PBE, the PBE is pretty final. It, in case you don't know, PBE is pretty final by the time it reaches the Friday before its release. So if any change goes through between now and Wednesday, it'll happen on Monday. And chances are it'd be something very slight, like a tweak to a splash art or something along those lines. Not something gameplay-wise. Um, so yeah, let's, let's start then on the rework of Azir. Um, so Azir, they're changing some of his base numbers around. But the main things they're changing are the stab on his uh, on his arise. They're changing it to uh, the damage to increase by level all the way up to level eighteen, and it will be more early on, and it'll be slightly less. And I think it's only like five less at later levels. Um. The recharge timer on his Arise is lowered. It's going to be lowered from 10 down to 6 to 8 down to 6. So earlier on, you're going to have more soldiers out. They are decreasing the range on the soldiers. So that makes him a little bit more close close quarters. He's not going to be as safe all the time. The AP ratio is going up for uh, each attack. So he's going to scale further into later game. The range at which the soldiers are activated is shortened. So rather than being 800, they are activated at 660, which is a little bit over a an auto attack range. I think, what, that's only 40, not even 45. That's 35 more than Caitlyn's auto attack range, right? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I think Caitlyn's auto attack range is like 625, but I'm, I'm just doing a comparison. So essentially what they're doing is they're making it to where not only will he'll have soldiers more often, but he has to stay closer to the soldiers in order to use them. So that's one of the changes they're making. Um, And then a new effect uh, grants Azir an additional 20, 30. It's essentially the old attack speed buff that Azir used to have on his soldiers. 
that he gains passively. So he gets 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60 attack speed per ranking of his soldiers, of his arise. Um, the, so his shifting sands, the shield now has a 70% AP ratio. I think before it was just flat. Um, Azir's E now grants him a shield immediately. So the second that he uses his E, which in which this is the ability where he jumps to one of his soldiers, he immediately gets a shield. Um, and then if Azir hits an end, I, I think this one's a little bit weird. So the shield duration has been lowered, which is fine. It's lowered quite a bit. It's lowered down to 1.5. So part of your shield's duration is going to already be used up by the time you reach your destination. And then uh, if Azir hits an enemy champion, he halts his dash immediately and instantly prepares a new sand soldier. So if your sand soldier are on cooldown and you hit an enemy while trying to dash, you'll get another sand soldier that you can put up right there to help you kind of fight them off. And then finally, Emperor's Divide. Uh, cooldown's going down. The number of soldiers you get when you summon it is going up by one at each level. And then the Wall of Soldiers now interrupts enemies initially. So when you first throw it out, it'll interrupt an enemy. And then the rest of the time, it's just going to act like a regular wall. So it acts like an Anivia wall. So you don't bounce off of it the way you did before. So you'll be able to do dashes and stuff over it. Um, so yeah, that's that's the full length of Azir's rework. Uh, what are your thoughts, sir? Um, when they said they they were gonna rework him, uh, this just looks like a mini like little patch again for him. I would really like to see like an overhaul with him. Um, I think he has a good idea. The pr- uh, problem is he's either amazing or he's dog shit, right? So uh, I don't know the. Oh, and then I also missed his Q. His Q has shorter range and the AP ratio went down. Yeah, so the the problem with him is that it seems that now he has shorter... He's more of like a... um, I don't even want to call him a control mage. But he's a very, very short distance mage now that needs to get off auto attacks in order to deal damage with the way the game looks that is very devastating kind of a play style to be um, when mm-hmm. you have a bunch of CC players in there. So, I mean, I'm sure it could work, especially with the pros. We got to see how it works. Um, the, uh, the dash that he does, I'm assuming that when he hit, when he hits an enemy that it doesn't just place it. It looks like it just gives you that active on it, so you can you're it's ready, so you can place a new one whenever you want, which is kind of yeah. cool. So like maybe you have like uh, two out on the field, or you have one out on the field and you have one in reserve. You dash it forward and you jump to it on top of a enemy, ulti them backwards, and then now you have two soldiers ready for you. That might be interesting to see but yeah um so 
One of the things I was thinking of when I saw this, because they are shortening his range on almost everything, is that and they're they're increasing his uh, base health stats from the start of the game, and they're also uh, let's see, oh, they're increasing his movement speed, so it's not going to be three twenty five anymore. It's going to be three thirty five. When I saw these changes, I was thinking like, are they trying to? push him towards top lane are they trying to turn him into the next top lane mage uh maybe the problem with the zir that i find um is that he's very Mm -hmm. mana hungry if you want to try to control your soldiers because remember your soldiers are only where you place them your q is able to Mm -hmm. um re um replace them i guess or reposition thank you there we go uh, repo- your cue is to reposition them. The problem is that you you exert so much mana in ordering in order to put them where you need them to go. That's just my experience with it. Granted, I'm you know I'm a shitty Azir player. I don't I don't try to. Well, I mean, who who isn't at this point? I haven't seen a good Azir player in a long time. Uh, I I think so... Belter is a really good Azir player still. When was the last time you played Azir, though? Uh, I saw him playing on the Korean solo queue uh, a couple days ago. Oh, 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 nice. He said that the champions complete wow. dog ship, but well, yeah, that's that's a fact. I think that was Paul um, Belter. Anyway, it was someone in Korean boot camp that I was watching, but um, gotcha. Anyway, uh, well, well yeah, I'm. I'm thinking that these changes aren't going to help him in the way that Riot wants to. Because they're saying, like, oh, this will bring him more in line with everything. But I'm not seeing anything here that actually gives him a huge amount of power. And seeing as how he's in a situation right now where he's really weak, that's kind of what he needs is power. So. Um, and then also, like you were saying, he's mana hungry. They didn't touch a single one of his mana costs on any of his abilities. Yeah. So nothing nothing became less expensive. So the, the only uh, thing... Uh, so as far as like mana is concerned, uh, with his new passive, if he has three uh, sand soldiers, he gains uh, an, the additional twenty percent attack speed. Which, mm-hmm. if you you build him pretty much Napster's tooth, it's the only attack speed item you go, and then you go straight yeah. like burst, right? Um, so with that additional twenty attack speed, you could really just chunk someone out real quick and almost be like a burst mage again, how he used to be. Yeah. Um, so that could be a possibility. Grant. Also, we have to wait and see how the numbers look when he does come out to see if that's even viable. So, do his sand soldiers proc on hit it on hit? No, uh, no you can't no. use a sheen. You can't use um, what is that? That's all he would need, honestly. Like if 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 they lowered the damage on the sand soldiers, but they made it to where it could proc on hit and let him build a sheen because a sheen has mana on it. That would be nice. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> you don't think that'd be a good trade. Okay. Maybe I'm talking about my yeah, ass. Like, like anyway, assume, just, should... I mean, just like, uh, just real quick, like assume easy, you know how easy's Q works off of it, but imagine if mm-hmm. easy's Q were an actual, his auto attack that he can get off like three or four times. Like, consistently. So you get the, what is it, like a five-second cooldown, three-second cooldown of the Sheen proc? 
passive, mm-hmm. like, holy shit, that would be way, that's way too busted, to, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. But, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, we should probably move on to the next okay. one. So there is some changes. Uh, we're not going to talk about those. We'll talk about those when we're going over patch notes because you're going to probably get pissed. So let's move on to Janna. Janna, her, uh, a lot of her base stats are getting changed around. Her uh, Tailwind passive, Janna always benefits from Tailwind speed increase. So that's, hasn't cha- or that's kind of a change that used to be there. And now they're giving it back to her. Uh, new effect. Additionally, Janna's basic attacks and single target spells deal bonus magic damage equal to 35% of her bonus movement speed. Um, uh, her Q howling... Ga- Go ahead. It says that the, the change list states that this should be 30%, but leaving it 35% as reflected. Oh, in- yeah. 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 So. Um... And then her Q Howling Gale, the mana cost is being lowered from 90 to 150 down to 60 to 140, which is nice because that's her best disengage tool. Um, the cooldown on it is being made a flat 12% across the board. The range on it, or the base range, has been increased from 1050 down to 1000. And then the bonus range has been decreased from 35% down to 25%. Um, there's a new effect on Howling Gale, where Howling Gale always reaches its destination in 1.5 seconds, which means the longer you charge it and the further it goes, the faster it will be moving versus the shorter you charge it and the shorter distance it goes, it'll be moving slower. Oh, is that what it means? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it always takes 1.5 seconds for it to complete its run. And 1.5 seconds actually sounds like a long amount of time. I mean, it is a very long skill shot, so. Yeah, I guess. Um, Zephyr, the range is lowered now from 600 down to 550, so it's about the range of an auto attack. Uh, The cooldown is being changed from 12 at all ranks to 8 at all ranks. The bonus movement speed is being lowered from... Or, this is the passive bonus movement speed. The bonus movement speed is being lowered from... Uh, 9 up to 17, down to 6 up to 10%, and then the slow duration lowered from 3 seconds down to 2 seconds. So they aren't doing the change that we talked about previously where they are making it to where it didn't cost any mana, and then when you landed it, you would get a percentage of your mana back or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're they're taking that. Well, away. good, because they thought that that would um, be dumb, which it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Eye of the Storm, so the cooldown has been changed from, yeah, these changes didn't actually turn out to be much of a rework. The cooldown has been changed from 10 seconds at all ranks to 18 going down to 10 seconds. Eye of the Storm is her shield, it's kind of her bread and butter as far as early trades go, so giving it a giant cooldown of 18 seconds is kind of harsh, but with a cooldown reduction... And since this is usually the ability you max first, she should be fine. Um, that's it. That's it for her. She didn't really get much reworked. I'm sorry for wasting your time. We're going to move on unless you have things to say. You got things to say about that? Nope. They need to actually nope. rework her. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, Vane, her the biggest thing she had changed on her is her final hour, and then also her true block or her silver bullet. Ah, we're not going to talk about no, Vane. no, no. Can I let me touch on this one real quick? Fine. The biggest fine. Go thing, for it. Go granted, Vane's new ulti is going to every time you get a kill, um, it's going to extend by four seconds. Um, her final hour, so you can go invisible even longer in team fights if you get a kill. The biggest change mm-hmm. is what you completely skipped over is her Q no longer does the crit. So the the reason why Vayne is so prevalent now is because you don't go Blade of the Rune King with her. That's a very bronze, silver, gold thing to do. Uh, Vayne's right now are going straight crit because you ulti, you Q, and now you're invisible. When you pop out of it, you have your static shiv proc, you have your... Um, uh, uh, IE proc and your Q proc all in one, and you you become a burst you become a burst AD carry, which is fucking dumb. And it, and it's actually pretty hilarious because some people were actually doing a Trinity Force in there too if they got far enough ahead in goal. Yeah, so that that's the biggest. And change. So that's like a that's like a two thousand damage crit. Yeah, with the, with the sheen. That's <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Yeah, with the sheen. <laughs> and then if she kills you, she gets a movement speed buff. Oh my god. Like it's So that yeah. that's the biggest change. She's no longer going to be a create 80 carry, which is the meta right now. She's going to go back to uh, building Blade of the Rune King, being more of a 1v1 kind of champion. So, but. so I think that the big reason why they made this change to her is because she was getting she's getting picked a lot in the the uh tank and uh protect the AD carry comp. Uh they're just they're she's just changing picked. it because she be, she's right now she is a burst AD carry and that's not healthy. Yeah. Now, am I wrong or is Vayne ripe for a small rework, like an actual rework? No, 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 no. Um Vayne, Jana, um Soraka I think all these champions uh, deserve like a full-fledged rework, like redo their kit. I'm mean, not redo it, but update their kits that um, yeah put them more in line with newer champions. So yeah, all right. So um, finally, we are on to Zin Zhao. Now Zin Zhao has a legitimate full rework. Um, first of all. First off, he has a new passive called Determination. Um, this passive is going to sound familiar because this used to be the passive on his W. And uh, the passive is every third attack deals uh, additional damage. And then it also heals him for a percentage of his total AD or his AP for those AP um Zenzao players out there. And then the heal also scales up with his level for the base heal from 8 up to 59 at late game. Um, so there's that. Uh, the three talent strike, his Q, has been changed where it's going to do more damage. Okay, so it has lower base damage at later levels, but it does have a higher... Um, bonus AD ratio per hit of the three talent strike. So that's the one where he goes duh, duh, and then the last hit knocks him up. Uh, extra flat damage per hit lowered from, oh uh, yeah, it's, I just said that. 
And then the scaling was changed from total 20% AD to bonus 40% AD, which is fine, I think. Um, and then finally, we get to his new W, which is Wind Becomes Lightning, which is the ability I'm going to rant about for a little while once we come back around to this. Um, this ability, he does a slash in front of him for 80 damage. And then he does a thrust straight forward, which actually has a pretty good range on it with his ability, which also does damage. It does even more damage, and it has a slow on it. It does a slow for 50% for 1.5 seconds. Um, and, yep, that's that's it for that. Uh, just that, think, that's think of his new W as um, Sejuani's. Like a Rengar Q. I was gonna say like a Rengar Q, but yes, yeah, I was gonna say Sejuani because the Q because the spear like pokes out super far. Yeah, but Sejuani's you can move while you're doing it, whereas Zenzao's you I, can't. I guess so. Yeah, we're um, both right. <laughs> yeah, we're both right. Uh, Audacious charge is E has it still does the charge, it still does the slow. The slow is now a flat fifty percent at all ranks, which is nice. The slow lasts for less time, so now it's only point five versus two seconds. Um, but they did give this ability something new. They essentially gave it the attack speed from his old W. And so now when you charge in, uh, it grants Zinzal 40 up to 60 attack speed for five seconds. So now when you play Zinzal in the jungle, you want to take him level two, you want to start his three talent strike, and then you want to get audacious charge, or vice versa if you want to start out with the attack speed. And then at level two, you could get lane, and you essentially have all of the abilities you would have had at level three with old Zinzal. Just saying, just throwing that out there. Um, so yeah, and then finally we get to his new R, which is called Crescent Guard. Um, rename from Crescent Sweep. Uh, the cooldown has been changed, or it has been lowered to where it's 100 at all ranks now. It used to be 120 down to 100. And new effect. Uh, for three seconds after casting the ability, Zin Zhao has increased awareness and will completely block a damage from enemies that are far away. Zin Zhao's attacks and spells cast increase the duration of his awareness by 0.3 seconds. Attack speed, anyone? Um, so yeah, I'm gonna let you go through your thoughts before I go through mine. Uh, let me go through my thoughts before you go through your rant. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I think uh, Zinzao needed this. He lacks, or he suffers, I would say, from the fact that he is a snowball champion. When he's in, he's in. He has no way of getting out. Um, basically, the best way to play him was to. Uh, pretty much jump on top of a carry, usually the AD carry or AP carry, and then ulti everyone away from them. And hopefully within that time, he could uh, knock them up or kill them, and then he would die. Uh, so with this one, it looks like they kind of made it to where when he jumps in, he has um, the ability to negate some damage, almost like a wind wall uh, of people mm -hmm. outside this area, which is kind of interesting. Um I don't know. Uh, I saw Brofresco show that he can be perma-invincible inside this thing um, or keep it yep. up uh, permanently. But granted, that was with a test dummy. That's never going to happen in-game. Um, 
I don't know. I think that it's needed. Uh, I think there's not. I think he will be able to fit in this carry meta jungler we have. And um, I don't know. I think it looks good. Um, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you uh, take it away. Okay, so I like these changes. I hate the way his new ability functions within his kit, though. I hate, so his ability, he does his slash and his poke, and that animation completely stops his auto-attacking, which is a big part of his kit, and it completely just stops the flow of his kit. And when he does his stab, he actually stands there with his spear out, just stands there like a freaking idiot for, uh, let's see here. They did lower it a little bit before they released it, but for 0.4 seconds, he just stands there self-cc'd. 0.4. That is ridiculous. That's stupid. And it looks really bad. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like something I would want to see a master of a spear do because he does this weird Ugh! like just very awkward swing in front of him and then he takes both hands and he just stabs in front of him and shoots out this beam. Okay, but uh so, so you're upset about this, but you haven't played with him yet. And no. so the thing is uh, I know they've been get, going away from it, but I feel like just the way it looks, this looks like something that can easily be animation canceled with either a timeout or um, maybe even like an actual like move command. So I don't know. I think I don't know. I think you're getting worked up, and I think it's not the I case. I'm. Uh, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm pretty sure that this like it it's not. I think he's still going to be successful, and I'm still going to probably try this out. But that ability is going to piss me off probably every time I use it if it feels the way that it looks. Okay, so um, so, so while we're doing this, I'm watching it. I'm watching it in the uh, the skins repl- the skin spotlight. And in one of it, yeah, like normal, they're just showing how it works. But he's literally like he does it, and he walks as soon as this, as soon as the spear goes through the Katarina dummy, he starts walking. Like it doesn't look like he's locked out at all. Almost as if it's like um, uh, the only thing I can relate it to is Sejuani uh, W or whatever it is E. I don't remember which one it is. But um, but yeah, you don't move for that like second or whatever. I think it, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. I I do like his new Q. His Q looks really fluid. I like that they added a little particle effect to it instead of like a. I don't know what it was before. Yeah, they they made his auto attack animations look a lot. Cleaner. Yeah, uh, which which looks good. I mean, his lore is fucking dope. Like he's a fucking gladiator that had to fight like 200 rounds of people and it increased by two every time or something like, or doubled every time. Mm-hmm. So, and he, and he won. won. Yeah. By the end of the day. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. looks good. Anything right. else? Uh, nope. That's, that's all I got. That's all the complaining I got. I will say that I like that they gave him some particle effect on each of his skins. Now, 
especially since I own a lot of his skins. I do like Zin Zhao. I am a fan. I don't know how well his Crescent Guard is going to work now because it that used to be an ability that gave you ar armor in and mar and gave you some survivability after you used it, and now it doesn't. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to move on. Cool. So where are we going now, Brennan? So I was ser searching the interwebs uh, on the Reddit post, or on Reddit, I saw a couple posts. Uh, people basically are like, um, like there's one from TD Johnson 666. Sorry if I am outing you. Uh, said, uh, so me and a couple of friends are starting 3v3. Uh, we need some help on some strong champs that play the Twisted Tree line. Can someone suggest some good champs or even the comps that we can try? There's also another person by the name of uh, Pedirio. Uh, anyone say, can anyone explain this mode for me? I'm just trying trying to climb with some friends. Thank you. So there's not really much in here as far as comments and stuff. So I thought, hey, we're the Twisted Trio podcast. And we I, I play a shit ton of uh, Twisted Tree lines. So I thought we could help. So this is your, this is going to be your uh, twisted tree line insider breakdown, as if you will. Is this the twisted trio insider breakdown? Yeah, I kind of like that actually. Twisted trio insider breakdown. Ooh, huh. the twisted trio insider breakdown from inside the twisted from tree. Inside. All right, so we're gonna start here. All right, sorry for the clapping. Got really hyped. All right, so. Um, we're going to start off. So uh, this game mode is a 3v3 map, correct? Um, yes. It goes, now re, you have to remember, it goes by the old ranked standards. And what I mean by that is when you play in ranked, the first person of your group, the top one, is the banner. And then it goes back and forth of who you pick, kind of a thing, if that makes sense. Not everyone gets a ban, and it's only three bans per side. So, mm -hmm. so literally like the old, like the or, old form, format. Okay. And then the, the, um, layout of the map is as such you start in the, we'll start in the far left. You have the fountain. The fountain has, you can either go up or down to get off of the fountain, uh, directly to the right of it is your Nexus tower. Uh, so you have one Nexus it's inside your base. You have one tower for it. Uh, going up and down in the lanes, you have uh, one tower with one nexus. The th thing to note with these is that you have minions that will spawn from your nexus, not your inhibitors. Um, so that that's the only thing that's a little bit different. And then uh, basically, if you kind of just like think of it, you go left or you go yeah, you go left to right. Um, basically, it's a top lane and a bottom lane, so only two lanes, and in the uh, in the center is going to be your jungle. Your jungle is consisted of uh, three camps, it, almost like a triangle. And then, uh, so mm -hmm. on the top side, uh, you have your golems, if you remember what golems are. Uh, so you have the two golems. They're not yeah. Krugs. They don't re. They don't like respawn little ones. They don't break apart and become right. smaller. Uh, if you go down towards the bottom side, those are going to be your wraiths. You have three wraiths. And then um, the ones to the right of that, closest to bottom uh, first tier turret or tier three turret, is going to be your um, 
your wolves. And in the center of your of your jungle is going to be an altar. The altar, when you step on it, it takes a little bit. You'll see the circle go around. If you once you capture an altar, it gives you a little bit of a benefit. Um, I should know at the top of my head, but I don't. If you capture one, but don't capture the other, it does it's really meaningless. But if you capture both, it gives you like extra mana regen, health regen, a little bit of AP and a little bit of AD or something like that. And there's an item. I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, Lord Van Dam's Executioner. That could be wrong. Yes, is that is. right? Okay. Uh, basically, when you are around an altar that you control, you do uh, burning damage, almost like a, a Leandri's. Um, so that's like mm -hmm. an interesting thing, a part of it. And then you uh, you have basically the, that's your jungle. And if you keep going from left to right, uh, you'll follow the mid lane. And in the center of there is going to be the health shrine. And then literally it's mirrored on the other side for the opposite champions. The top side has a giant, and I mean giant fucking wall, huge, um, uh, separating top. And it's probably one of the largest it is the largest wall um you cannot flash over it i don't believe and that's how big it is no. um so a giant wall uh separating top lane from um the middle jungle lane and then you have a smaller mm -hmm. wall uh towards the bottom that has an entrance that goes um perpendicular to the mid um lane Yep. That it does. So uh, top side has uh, two bushes and bottom side has one bush uh, in the lanes. Those are the only key things to note. And then each lane has three towers and then you have your nexus tower. So that's the general layout. Mm -hmm. Top side, you have the Vilma pit. Vilma is a giant spider-like thing. Uh, our logo, if you haven't noticed. Uh, uh, <laughs> Vilma, when you kill it, it gives you a mini Baron buff to your minions. Cool. And then, uh, so when you're starting, uh, your minions will spawn at 45 seconds. They amped up this time this season. Uh, so that's a little different. And then your camps will spawn at one minute and five seconds. Um, those are just key things to note for when you're doing it. Interesting enough. Um, so we'll get started. So you start off level one, like normal. It's not a Ram. It's literally just like Summoner's Rift, you start off at level one, but you get 850 gold at the start. Now this is huge because if you're a tier user, this is the time you build, you buy your tier. So as soon as you hop in, you buy your 750 tier, you buy your health pot, your two health pots, um, and then you spam that ability in the fountain to try to stack up that tier, uh, like an Ezreal or something. Yeah, Ezreal, Ezreal Ray, uh... um, Karthus, Cassiopeia, Cassiopeia, and um, who's the other one? Anivia. Um, so all those are good. Anivia, not really, because your Q is on like an 11 second cooldown, but regardless. Um, so that's interesting because that'll ramp up your your tier timer, which is kind of nice. Uh, also, when you're jungling, you can get both of your jungle items, or not items, um, what would you call those? The talisman and the hunter's machete, um. like the the, the yeah, parts you, you can get the parts uh which means that once you get your full clear and you back you can finish that item which is kind of nice 
So you can start off with your talisman, your tier. That leaves you an extra 150, depending on what champion you want to go, how your sustain is, and how you play that. You would be able to either buy the three pods or go the um, uh, refillable pot. <clears throat> Pretty strong. Cool. So um, mm-hmm. there's a ton of different things to play in the 3v3s map. Um, so we'll just go into... I'll just go through my list and then I'll have you add to it or detract from it if you want. Okay. Definitely. So okay. uh, the key things to look out for, and I kind of broke them down into kind of like different categories and I gave a couple for each. So we'll start with invisible champions. This is actually very strong in the 3v3 map. You do get an eyeball as your warding slot. Um, if people don't know that already, instead of getting a ward, you get what is known as the eyeball. Think of, um, uh, who is uh, Corky? Think of Corky's a phosphorus bomb. You throw it into an area as if you're going to ward, and it has like this powdery dust sparkle shit, and it shows everything that's there, invisible or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is good for like Timo shrooms, Shaco boxes. Um, it's very good to see Timo himself, <laughs> um, Akali when she's in her W. Anyway, so you have that available to you. So the the Champions that play around this are Akali, Teemo, Eve, and Rengar. Uh, Eve and Rengar, because uh, a gank-heavy gank heavy champions in 3v3s are very, very good because you can snowball early. Uh, Akali is super strong mm-hmm. because she's a snowball champion who um, can get, with that 850 gold start, you can almost negate your... Um, Pre six, which is kind of nice, um, and then Timo because you can shroom everywhere. Granted, you have the eyeball, but you don't. You only get an eye. It's literally like your ward. Like when you when it's when it's down, it's down. So you can run into Timo's shrooms all the time. Uh, the next one yes. I'm going to consider as mobile champions. Uh, these ones are anyone who can can traverse these walls, which is really key, and we'll get to that later. Uh, so these are picks like Lee Sin, Rengar, I'm sorry, Lee Sin, Rek'Sai, Bard, Kane, uh, Honorable Mention, Talia, um, anyone who can get over these these giant walls are really good. And another key one for this one would be um, uh, Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks can actually ulti over the giant wall from top to jungle. <clears throat> Many people don't know that, and it's pretty fucking cheesy when you do. Uh, the next, and you just told everyone. I know. Look at you. I'm a giver, bro. <laughs> uh, so the next one are going to be considered as globals. Basically, the map is so tiny, so condensed that you can actually use globals pretty much almost anywhere. Uh, these are being your pantheons, your GPs, uh, Twisted Fate, Nocturne. Um, at a time, Rek'Sai was this when you could use it, but you can't do that anymore, unfortunately. <clears throat> um, am I missing a global? Rise is pretty global on this map. R- yeah, I guess so. Rise is... Rise is I, I mean, I wouldn't play Rise, but yeah, Rise is one of those. And then also um, Galio. Galio, yeah. thank you. I knew I was missing one. All right, so Galio. Galio is actually really fucking strong. <clears throat> and then, uh, so the next one, we'll go into like supporty, tanky. Um, these are going to be your Leonas, your Brahms, your Nautiluses. Basically, anyone with perma CC 
is super strong in this meta or this map. Um, the next mm-hmm. ones we're going to talk about are pretty much the OPs that don't, I kind of didn't really know where to put them. These are your, the, these are the ones that usually get banned. Yeah. Out of the map. So these are your, this is Cho'Gath, Illawi, Darius, J4, Malzahar, and Poppy. These will literally be your bans throughout, unless there's one other one that you do not want to play against. The next up are going to be... Okay. If, so, I, I just want to say, Alawi and Darius, you definitely want to ban these out because they can they can sustain so well in a fight and they do so much damage that they become incredibly dangerous. Yeah, so Alawi specifically, so. because the lanes are so narrow and even in the jungle is so narrow, she can literally pop her ulti anywhere and gain three tentacles no matter where she is. That is why she is so strong. Darius, because you can literally build Black Cleaver and you can dominate any lane um, and you get tanky as fuck and that ulti is devastating. Um, and then Cho'Gath, it literally flash and eat somebody that's fucking low health. It's fucking dumb. So these are all. And then the Malzahar, you literally just, you're cancer. You push a lane and it just, you don't have to be there. So that those why those <laughs> are on the OP. Um, the next up, I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about our assassins. Assassins are, <clears throat> they're okay in the sense it depends, obviously it depends on the team comp. Assassins are really good at in threes specifically because you can get the, um, oh my God, what is that stupid fucking item? Deathbringer? <laughs> no. What is it? What is it? You're, you're talking. You're talking about Dustblade. Dust thank you. Of Dragon. Dustblade. Thank you. Um, basically, when an enemy champion hasn't seen you, your next auto attack will do you a shit ton of damage. Well, there are so many blind spots in this, especially with no wards, that you can use this to your um, your advantage. The assassins are Zed, Nidalee, Talon, Katarina, um, Rengar and even Eve. So all of these... And then also also Dustblade is great into a Teemo. And Teemo gets picked a lot on this map just because of how small the map is itself. So he could just cover it in shrooms. And if you have an Assassin and you have Dustblade, you can see every single one of his shrooms. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so honorable mention in the Assassin's one is the Talon. Talon is super, super good. And again, it's because he has his wall jump. He's able to effect of the lanes um roaming is the key when it comes to 3v3s anytime you can 2v1 or you can get all three people in the same one that's like the perfect uh next up good if oh i was just gonna say if if you're playing this map and your lane opponent disappears you need to ping the crap out of your other lanes because it's it takes no time to roam top and no time to roam bottom. And especially if your jungler is in a vulnerable spot, you need to jump in there and you need to help. Like you need to be there in order to set up a defensive for their offensive, because this, this map moves a whole lot quicker than, uh, than Summoner's Rift does because of its size. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> cool. And then the next one I'm going to talk about are the AD carries. Uh, so the AD carries to be to note for this one are going to be Vayne, Draven, Jin, Lucian. You can play like Easy, Ash, Zaya, um, 
Jinx, you can play these, but the Veins, the Dravens, Vein is because you can um, fast track yourself to late game build with her pretty easy. Uh, Draven, because he is so dominant, uh, especially early on, that you can get that early lead. Jin, because your ulti literally, you can ulti from bottom to top, which is pretty int- pretty nice. Um, and your W. And then Lucian, because he mm-hmm. is a monster right now. Yeah. Cool. Well, he's he's getting hammered back down to not being a monster. Another another honorable mention I'll do for ADCs is uh, Caitlyn. Caitlyn's pretty good just because you can leave your traps in a bunch of different bushes, and you can actually give yourself a pretty safe laning phase. Um, and she can like I've I've had pretty good success with her on the map, and I don't even play AD carry regularly. So I I think that Caitlyn is a definitely a good option for the map. Yeah, definitely. The problem with mm-hmm. going AD carries in in this map, uh, you don't get uh, first tower gold, which is kind of kind of sucks, but makes sense. So yeah. um, so those are like a general uh, general uh, champions, if you will that play really well into this map. Granted, literally, you can play... In, I've seen everything on this map, so um, don't think that these are the only ones. These are just the uh, kind of um, champions you would see and that would fit that play style. Um, so now we're going to talk about weird yeah. things. Uh, this is only, like, three's meta super strong. Uh, the first one is going to be... Um, so the enemy team's going to... Might go a support and jungle... Uh, so think of like Leona with Relic Shield falling like a Mordekaiser in a Mordekaiser's jungle. Mm-hmm. And what what they do, and this is very weird, I know, but just level with me. What they do is they start at um, Wolves. They clear Wolves. Mordekaiser takes all the farm. Leona takes no farm. Then they go into the top lane. They go in the top lane. They push it out as two people with both Relic Shields push it all the way into the tower mm-hmm. so the other person has to farm on the tower. Then they go back to the jungle and they they do the jungle. Mordekaiser gets every single farm. Leona only gets farm if she proxes her um, relic shield. Now, you yeah. don't... You would think, be like, oh, well, this isn't going to put Leona super far behind. No, because tank items are cheap and uh, Mordekaiser or... There's, I mean, there's other ones like Master Yi's and Zhao. These champions are so good at uh, bursting you down and killing you 1v1. But if you add a CC bot with them, it is so much more devastating. Um, <clears throat> so just a heads up, if you don't see it in lane, that's what they're going to do. They're going to fast push top wave or bottom wave, whatever one goes there. Go back to the jungle, farm the jungle. Go back and farm. And it's literally... Think of WoW, think of EverQuest, think of Dota 2. You're power farming your character to its maximum potential. Um, So that is kind of interesting. Uh, The next one is you will see an enemy go all tanks. Now, normally you'd be like, well, they don't have any damage. Uh, Not true. Uh, (laughs) Tanks (laughs) tanks do a shit ton of damage. And if they CC you long enough, they can kill you. 
because there's only three of you, you got to think that the team comps, you might have one carry, you might have two carries, uh, or you might have all three carries, whatever. But if they can constantly CC you, like a Maokai, like a Nautilus, Cho'Gath, all of these characters, those three characters specifically can destroy you. So that's pretty interesting. The next one to note is all 80 comps, which I already said before. Uh, you would think this is mm-hmm. bad, but obviously it depends on the team comp. You can plan for it if you see that they go a Talon, uh, J4, and a Jace. You're like, oh, shit, all AD? Cool, I'm going to go tanky armor. Well, that sounds nice, but it depends on what your other two people are going. If you don't have enough damage negation on you, uh, then it doesn't mean anything. They can snowball. This is a very snowball-y map, and this is where um, things like that thrive. Granted, you can stall it out. Um, if anything, all AD comps are better than all AP comps because the Baron buff fucks, or the Vilma buff fucks up APs. <clears throat> so just, that it just does. heads up. Uh, the <laughs> very last one I'm going to talk about is going to be an all split pushing comp. Um, you would think that the map is so tiny that it doesn't really, would it matter? No, it fucking matters. You have Trindamir, you have Master Yi, you have Singed. Um, other notable ones are Fiora <clears throat> and Jax. So these guys can literally stay in one lane and they see, they'll see that, you know, three people group up bottom. Well, shit, I'm just gonna push my fucking wave and kill the tower. <clears throat> so, Pretty devastating. Another really good champion for this is uh, Yorick. Yorick is pretty good, yeah, with his uh, ulti. Yorick does really good on this yeah. map. Can you imagine if Rough Charles was in this map? Holy shit. <laughs> Just wait till next season, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, cool. So, um, so the, that's like a general like playing ground. Now let's let's get in. Let's get into it, huh? What do you like to play in threes? What do you like to ban? And what do you think is pretty uh, overpowered? So I think things that definitely, especially in uh, Bronze Elo, which I am in, definitely want to ban Darius and Alawi. And if those don't get banned, pick them. Because if you pick it, you win. I will say that Darius is more of an assured win than Alawi. Alawi does have some situational things that you have to work with. Um, some teams know how to work around her tentacles, but Darius is just an almost a guaranteed win, as long as you know some of his mechanics. If you know just a little bit of his mechanics, you could just dominate a, a match. Um, and then... So, and then other things that you can pick, something that doesn't really get banned often from the map, but is actually really strong. There's a couple of them. You have Warwick is really strong in the jungle. He has a great sustain. He has really good ganking, especially once he hits six. He hits six really fast. And his damage output, especially since he builds really tanky, is actually pretty freaking good. Um, And then also, if you're playing in lane, Renekton. Renekton is great because he has two dashes, 
It's really hard to get away from him. He has a stun, so it makes it really easy to gank his lane, and he does a lot of damage, and you have options when building him. You can go tanky if your team needs a tank, or you can go really damage heavy if your team needs more damage, so it makes him very flexible. So he's also a great champion, and he has good lane sustain. Yeah, let me um, uh, let me touch up on your work. So uh, a lot of people don't know this, but <clears throat> or think about it. Uh, work is super strong. Say you're in Fountain or even uh, your altar, and a fight breaks out um, in e either one of your lanes or in the enemy jungle because the the map is literally left to right. <clears throat> you can technically think of it as a side scroller. <laughs> um, you get that mm -hmm. you get that move speed buff going from left to right or right to left. So that is super beneficial for you. Not to mention. His ulti can you can ulti over the terrain, not necessarily to CC yeah. them, but to, to gap close because your Q gap closes as well. So, um, a lot of cool tricks you can do with uh, Warwick in this, uh, pretty strong. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and this is also a great map to get better at playing as Warwick on. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say this at the end, but yes. I think this is this is where people should be playing until they play rank fives. So, yeah um and then also one last champion i want to throw out there is zin zhao zin zhao is a really strong jungler he i mean granny is getting some changes but his changes should not affect what i'm about to say he has really good sustain he has really good dueling potential in the jungle say someone tries to counter jungle you he has really good ganking because he has a gap closer that also has a slow attached to it and then if you kill a lane with your with your lane partner you need to immediately ping your lane partner to go to the tower because Zin Zhao could proc his Q on the tower and he does huge amounts of damage to it really and quickly. He heals from it, that combined with Yeah, and he heals from it. And that combined with his attack speed becomes extremely powerful in the game. Um I will say with the changes to him, with his attack speed being moved to his E, means he won't be able to proc his attack speed underneath the tower unless there's minions there, which is a small nerf to his ability to take towers, but he's still going to be able to take towers super quickly. I, he, he is part of, like, he's one of the, one of the champions that I use that, like, him, Trundle, um, and Wukong, these three champions, they aren't just great at ganking, but they're also great at helping procure objectives and take down towers. And in this in this map, because it's such a short distance from where you start to the enemy nexus, taking towers is like a huge... Like, just taking one tower makes a lane super vulnerable. Oh, shit. I didn't even so, think about it. Literally, if you want to climb and you're good at this, you go Assassin uh, Wukong. Holy shit. Yeah. The fact that you do so much damage uh, in any team, any part of your your phase or, or whatever, your build path, you do so much fucking damage. You you literally delete anyone mm -hmm. who's squishy. And if you yep. build correctly, you'll even just shred the enemy tanks or whatever. Uh, super strong. Plus, yeah. he's invisible. Um, granted, the eyeball will show... <clears throat> will show... Um, his clone and him separately, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It will show that, but you can, you can, you could trick people still pretty easily. And he does. 
so much damage and there are actually like if you look up some builds for him he does have some cheese builds that still do a ton of damage and he'll still be very tanky with them if you build him if you have the gold income with him to build a trinity force he does a crap ton of damage with trinity force just because the trinity force's uh sheen proc will proc on his q so when you come down with his q which also removes armor you do a crap ton of damage and it's like you could even build a, an iceborne on him and provide even more cc and you would get tank stats and you would still as to do a huge amount of additional uh, I wouldn't uh so, so I would I yeah, would say he's... Trinity Force is almost like a staple pick for him especially in threes. The cheese pick would be more of mm -hmm. full lethality Wukong is what destroys people. You go uh Blade Dragthar and Ghostblade, those two items alone destroy any squishy. And then on top of it, you'll go um uh Black Cleaver, fuck, Black why am Cleaver. I spacing today? Black Cleaver, and then you'll shred Black anyone Cleaver who did in just Whisper. one hit. Like, oh my god, it's so much yeah. damage. And a thing to note with this yeah. map is it is so condensed that there's you're able to just back and refill all of your mana if you're like a Wukong who just unloaded all of his stuff and has no more mana, you can just back. So, mm -hmm. cool. Yep. He, he is pretty strong. He's pretty good. And he has invisibility, which is also like mm -hmm. awesome. Um before mm -hmm. you He's an old champion yeah, he too. Before you you continue, I forgot to add one to uh talking about uh, champions in general. Um another really big mm -hmm. one are going to be your AP burst mages. Um these are going to be like your Syndras, um Vigor <clears throat> who else? Brand. Brand's a really big one. Um, and the reason why is because if you can delete somebody super quick or early in the fight before like most of the fighting starts, that puts your team at such a great advantage because it's not a 4v5, it's a 3v2, which is so much more devastating. So just a... Uh, mm -hmm. I can't believe I forgot to do that. But yeah. Any APs that can literally like two shot or three shot a carry, even fuck even Oriana with uh, full full yeah. damage AP build, you can destroy people. Um, or you know do the Oriana. So my favorite one, Oriana Malphite Yasao combo. You get one Wombo and the, <laughs> this is fucking over because it's only fucking three of them. Yeah. Um, sorry, I I mm -hmm. forgot I forgot I didn't mention those. So continue. <laughs> but yeah no um and then as far as comps go uh i would say it's more important like comps are really important on this map as brendan's already said i would say it's more important to have an understanding with your teammates to know um who to target when to target them when to go in before you start this if you have a teammate that's being super aggressive and is constantly pushing towards the uh, enemy's turret and constantly putting themselves in danger of a gank or are being ganked regularly um it, like this map is so snowbally if you have a lane that's losing super hard it's hard to make a comeback and brennan and i have played a few times where we have made comebacks all the way from having no turrets no inhibitors no nothing and it is hard it is tough it feels bad 
It feels good when we finally get the win. But <laughs> I was gonna say those are so, that's I mean, what I live I mean, for, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I mean, you you want to have you want to have some kind of communication with uh, whoever you're landing with, especially if you're doing just like solo queue kind of. Even though this is only flex, and you just want to say like, "Hey, Zed, maybe you shouldn't ever attack the tank unless only the tank is alive." Like, just maybe. Maybe you just shouldn't go after the tank. Maybe you should go for the other two people who are in the game and not the tank. Just maybe, you know? That'd That's what crazy. I'm thinking. Why would you do that? That'd be crazy. You don't know that his ulti um, gives him, like, 100% armor shred? Duh. Oh, wait, that's not a thing? Uh, that's what the no, Zed told me last thing, time, man. <laughs> fucking noobs yeah we we need to mention uh playing uh, playing threes is a flex so you will get literally a fluctuation of ranks i've i'm currently silver or i'm sorry i'm currently gold uh four i've had uh d5s Mm -hmm. in my game i've had bronze twos in my games so it literally the entire spectrum uh, because it's flex, so that is something to note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got on the map. I will say, like, it, it there are so many moments where uh, turnarounds happen in the map and everything like that, and it's it is it, again, it is a really snowbally map. So. Just be ready for uh, your team looking to surrender at 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so I'll, let me let me um, go into a little bit further. Um, now that we're talking about it, things that are really strong on this map, we didn't mention it before. Some of the items aren't in this um, map. Things like uh, I believe Thornmill still isn't, even though they changed it. Uh, Thornmill is no longer in this map mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the item Wid- Woogly's Witch Cap, which is going to be your Rabadon's Death Cap and your Zanya's Hourglass combined into one item. Yeah, it's two items. Uh, which is pretty nice for APs. Um, and another thing to note is there's no GA in this in this game mode. So uh, things like... There's also no ZZ right, Rot so, um so, so the only item that'll give you both uh, armor and magic resist, which I do look for. I- oh wait, did they put? Did gargoyles ever make it to this? Gargoyles map? did, yeah, I believe so. Okay, but uh, that's awesome because before they only had the. Uh, yeah, but the, the, pass- one, the passive the still item. stands on the gargoyle stone plate uh, that you need three or more champions around you. Yeah, that's fine. Three v threes happen true, a lot, but on sometimes here. they don't. You know, sometimes it's a 2v1 yeah. or 2v2, and then that third person never shows up and you can never use it. So, um, But the thing I yeah. wanted to say is uh, since there's no Guardian Angel and since it's a 3v3, anyone who can negate life, uh, you know how, like we said, AP assassins, basically, anyone who can two-shot somebody is super strong because they uh, essentially delete one person and now it's only a, two, a 2v3. Anyone who can prevent themselves from dying or give themselves uh, technically like a time winder, uh, things like Zillion are super strong on this map. Thing like uh, things like Echo super strong on this map. 
<clears throat> anything that you can you could negate uh dr mundo that's the other one he's not really he doesn't really go back in time but he can like regen his health super quickly and with uh spirit visage and warmogs i don't know if it's different on this map i didn't look at the numbers but you heal a shit ton when you aren't being damaged so pretty fucking strong yeah. <clears throat> so that's why I play a lot of Echo because it's super nice getting caught out and just ulting Rip Jensen. But um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, for me, uh, since I didn't really go into it, the main ones I'm banning right now <clears throat> are going to be Cho'Gath because um, I still think he's a broken piece of shit. The fact that a tank can literally build full tank and one shot somebody is pretty fucking dumb to me. I can't stand it. Uh, the other one I'm going to, I always ban, even though I play it quite a bit is Malzahar. Malzahar has such good pushing power and that suppression in a three V three is deadly. The fact that you can literally suppress somebody, uh, for two and a half seconds is super strong in a three V three matchup. Um, and then the other one is going to be J4. J4 is super... Uh, I'm sorry. Um, he was super strong with his nerf. I don't know how strong he is now. Uh, the, the third one I meant to say was Kane. Kane, holy shit, he is so strong in this map. The fact that he can go through walls is the reason why he's so strong. Uh, he's the only person that can gank level 2 uh, top and bottom at the same time, pretty much. Which is pretty fucking crazy. Fun yeah, so like back. I've literally seen someone go bottom, kill somebody, and then uh, walk up, grab the health, shri health shrine, E through the wall, and then kill another person. Like, And it was so quick that he got a double kill. It was considered a double kill. Holy shit. Um, so things like that. Those yep. are the three I'm banning. Um, granted, you can always do uh, stacking champions. We didn't talk about this either. Uh, things like Vigor, because you can stall out this game. This game's actually really easy to stall out if you know how to do it. Granted, if you go in AP comp, the Vilma buff will fuck you over because the minions literally take no damage from you if you're AP. Um, kind of the same with AD. You kind of need to crit him to death, which is fine. Um, but things like Gnosis are really strong because you only need like maybe 300 stacks of your Q. And then you become a powerhouse. Um, again, Vigor. Vigor can literally one-shot someone if he gets enough Q uh, procs. So anything like that, super strong. And now with the buff to uh, now with the buff to Vigor's ultimate, he becomes that much more dangerous all yeah. the time. Uh, and another fun one, a, f a really fun one to play in this map. I don't play it in ranked until you get the hang of it. Uh, on hit bard. Or I don't even want to call it on hit bard. Uh, basically, it's, it's jungle not jungle bard. bard. You go lane, but you can literally um, you, you can magical journey through every single one of these walls. Uh, you go. You're gonna want a sheen that turns into a lich bane, and then you're gonna want uh, Luden's echo. And you literally, because your meeps count as uh, the sheen proc if you auto attack. Do you know that? Not uh, to mention, not to mention yes. his his little shrines that or his chimes that he runs around and picks up. They are uh, because it's a shorter map. They are literally clustered together. 
So you can pick up like four or five at a time, yeah. which is pretty nice. Um, so Meep Slap Bard is super fun in this meta. Not to mention there's a bug. If you go to your uh, the outside wall of your fountain and you try to magical journey into it, if you just magical journey and don't touch anything, you will literally flow off of the map, which is a lot of fun. Um, so good <laughs> shit, good shit. Um, but yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about the Twisted Tree line? I think we did a decent job, right? Um, yeah, I think we did a pretty good okay. job. My my son is slowly crawling to me, and it's Aww. adorable. Come here, Bubba. That's how good we did. We did it so good that his son learned how to crawl and is coming to you right now. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Too good. Yeah, you're super late, dude. You have a date. <laughs> oh jesus okay cool well that i've been trying to tell you that i've like sent you texts and oh, stuff like me? that huh you could yeah i text you i message you, you right oh look at the time uh, that's that's so funny all right um so yeah that will do it for this episode of the the twisted trio podcast you guys on reddit we'll post this for you on your uh on the reddit conversation brennan yeah i'll I'll do it and so i just hope this uh this helped uh like i said we um yeah i just thought it would help and hopefully it does let us know if you do and where will you be able to let us know at? on our facebook go ahead and join our facebook page the twisted trio podcast on facebook give us a like give us a share give us whatever you want um we're all linked in there, so you could message us or something. Or you can tweet at us. And guess what? Since Worlds has started, your boy, Kami Nighthawk, has been on the forefront of the tweets. I've been tweeting. I tweeted quite a bit last night. Quite a bit. I only did like three or four things. Not that big of a deal. Um, about Worlds. Worlds is exciting. Can't wait to talk about it. Probably about Tuesday or Wednesday, probably. Um, you could uh, tweet at us at Twisted Trio Pod. And if you can't fit it into a tweet and don't want to DM us on Facebook, you could give it send us an email at mail.twistedtrio at gmail.com. And that's where you can find us. And that does it. So thank you for listening to the Twisted Trio podcast. I have to get out of here. I'm late for a date. I'm sorry. And I am your host, uh, Brennan Kami Nighthawk Weber, here with. Richard Campy Dragon Medina. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful evening, everyone.